What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another show from Boys and Men. I'm your host, Sarah, Mr. King. And today, I got a real special guest on, man. This guy has guided me through a lot of turmoil and <laughs> controversy in myself when I was in the military. And he really helped me make some tough decisions and try to give me another perspective on how to look on things, especially being in the military. But I'm going to allow this man to introduce himself, man. Y'all just, y'all in for a treat. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, so, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, definitely. Just like you said, um, you know, when I met him, was a young guy in the military, young, um, full of all kind of ideas. You know, I, I, I know I sense a lot of anger, just a lot of, you know, recruiters. Yeah. You know what? What you're being told, and you get, then you realize, whoa, this is what I want to do. Now I gotta, I gotta do all this to get here and you know so it, it was just one of those type deals like i said when i met him just trying to get him on that right path to stay out of trouble that that was the key element right there because a lot of times <laughs> when you see this you know you get yourself in trouble you get yourself in predicaments where it's you're not looking to get in trouble yeah. but it's just you know the system and what is designed is just not what you were cut out for not that you weren't cut out for but the system itself yeah and like i said you know it was something i said after i met you it was definitely um, it wasn't it wasn't a task it wasn't a chore but it was definitely something other people who was who wasn't there for you who wasn't be like you know what let me look out for the dude let me i can see what this guy is going through let me let me try to guide him in the right direction so that way he would not get himself you know any predicaments oh yeah so, so it, was, it was interesting it was interesting but hey you know here you are today right yes sir y'all this is my navy counselor he told me to call him joe now but i can't say it. it's nc1 joe <laughs> man man it's, man, NC1, man, like, I didn't know how big the importance your role was when I met you on the ship. But now looking back on it, it was really needed. Because, like, now, like, after battling th through, like, mental health stuff and everything else, I understand, like, I had a lot of misplaced anger at certain times, which caused me to actually try to, I, I, I really forced my way out of the military. Right. Because I didn't like the system that I was becoming a part of. And the fact that we weren't going anywhere on the ship to kind of <laughs> didn't help at all. It was just like, uh, I was like, bro, I'm because because uh, NC1, the funny thing about it, when I got out and finally got looked at my original orders, because I always said I had a reserve contract. Right. But somehow I ended up active duty, active duty. <laughs> And then they showed me the contract said reserves. I was like, I knew it from the jump. But wasn't it was it FTS reserves or no? No, it was uh, I had a, like a strict like reserve reserve oh, contract. Reserve. So I wasn't even supposed to be like active duty at all. And then I got got lost in the system because I didn't want to. I had a fear like, oh, if I say, oh, I'm just wrong with my contract, they're gonna push me back more. Right. And then I'm like, okay. I'm already here in Mel's. I don't have my going away party. I just said, screw it. Let's just go for it. Go with it. Go with the flow. Yeah. But I end up on the ship, Port Royal. And... But where are you at, man? You were in Hawaii of all places. Exactly. It was, it was so beautiful. And like, <laughs> honestly, I talk about this all the time. I talk to all my friends that talk about going to the military. I said, bro, I was stationed in Hawaii. They said, like, oh, that must be lovely. I was like, 
yeah, the 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 people, everybody out there, they they are calm, cool, collected. If you treat them right and you don't be bragging and boasty. And I was like, the scenery is lovely, but once you be there for over two years and you just keep going around in the island and everything, it just kind of, I feel stuck. You feel stuck, yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, that, you know what? And that's, that's funny because now you know, I, you know, I did my twenty, uh, retired, mm-hmm. and it's funny back, you know, back in my younger, yeah, I was yeah. like, man, it's, you're, you're landlocked. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, you sometimes you just want to be able to get in your car and just drive, just drive, yeah. just drive for two, three hours. You ain't doing it there. You're gonna see this thing. You said the same thing over and over and over. But now yeah. I look at myself, you know, retired. Well, yeah. and I'm like, man, I, I can move back there, and relax, and just be chill. But yeah, exactly. definitely, you know, when you're younger, yeah, it's definitely someplace you know, you do your two, three years there, and after that, it's like it's time to move on because yeah, you do get that land. Like you can't just hop on a plane and say, oh, let me just go out for the weekend. You know, in the military, there's a lot of protocols. Oh yeah, in place. <laughs> I kind of broke a couple of protocols. Y'all didn't know this, but like I used to fly back to California on the weekends I didn't have duty. And I just come back. I made sure I was back in time so no one oh, knew. Oh, there was a lot of people did that. There was, there, it wasn't just you. It was a lot of people did that. Uh, it was even senior people doing that. Oh, I had a feeling like that. Yeah. Yo, yo, NC1. So, the main thing we want to talk about today is like, I want to be a guidance to a lot of these new people coming in the military. Because a lot of things that local recruiters say aren't really what I, what they will experience. Okay. And I want to make sure, like, they understand, like, man, don't do your own research and all this other stuff based on that line. But, so, you know what I'm going to say? Because I do have some friends who are still in it. Recruiting, but I, I would say the recruiters themselves, the mindsets have changed even for the recruiters now. Yeah. And that's, that's you know, all the different services. So because of it, you know, we have smarter sailors coming in, certain you know, sailors, soldiers, you know, airmen. Why? Because of social media, because the programs are like what you're doing. A lot of them in their high school, while they're, high, they're looking stuff up on the internet. Um, a lot um, of them are on Facebook, a lot of them, in, and they go, they find these different, you know, military groups. Um, there's recruiting groups for people looking to come in. Yeah, there's, oh, that, snap. that shot me a couple of years ago. One of my, one of my friends who's a recruiter, um, she introduced it to me. She goes, oh, yeah, there's this group that, you know, for a lot of, that's where I go. And, you know, I try to see ones in my area and I try to, you know, get them or whatever. And they're yeah. asking questions. You have other recruiters in there. So now the recruiters are like, oh, crap, they got the information out. So if I give them wrong information, guess what? Yeah. They're going to come right back at me. You know, they go, so it's so the culture has really changed a lot now to where, you know, the new um, recruits coming in now, they have that information. Now, I'm not saying they have all the information because again, it comes back to that asking the right question for what you want. Yeah, you go in these groups, you hear, you're watching other people ask questions. Yeah. But what the ones they're reading the questions that like, oh wow that sounds good that sounds good but they're not asking their questions. Yeah. And yeah, that's the part where I see a lot of, you know, for a few of my friends who are still recruiters and when they're talking, you know, to their sailors that, you know, in the fleet now and their sailors are telling about their buddies who was in route uh, when they met them at um, boot camp or whatnot. And, oh, they're recruiters, you know, they heard this, they heard that, but the recruiters didn't tell them this, this, this and that. And then when they would ask, you know, their buddy, like, hey, well, did you ask your recruiter or did you ask in that group? <laughs> no, I didn't ask. And it's like, so you were getting a lot of information. You saw the information. Just ask the question. Somebody's going to answer the question. Another recruiter might answer the question. 
And yeah. that's where it's coming where a lot of recruiters now know that if I'm going to tell a recruit something, if they're going to open their mouth, and actually ask me a question, chances are they're going to fact check me now. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I joined, we, I didn't have no fact checking. It was what my recruiter told me and that was it. Oh, yeah. Now, my recruiter told me this, okay, cool. I'm going to go on Facebook real quick or I'm going to go on IG or not a lot. There's a lot of recruiters doing tick. They're on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna go and they're gonna message them like, "Hey, you know, I'm looking to join." And my recruiter, I asked, "Is that true?" Or you know, whatever it might be, and then they're they're gonna get a response back. They, oh yeah, that's great. You know, here's the resource to find it. And that's what a lot of them are doing now is they want the resource, they want the black and white. So that's why I want to say, you know, we have smarter um, service members coming in now, and it's because of that they have all these different resources to use. So. So that's why, you know, you don't see the attrition rates and stuff like they were before, as bad as they were before. It's like soon people coming in, like, oh, my God, I just want to get out of this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what happened with uh, uh with me for sure, because because one already already was like, dang, I really wanted to be a reserve so I can go ahead and go to school, probably come back and be an officer. Right. Then turn around just to like, like all that to happen how I did, I was like, ooh, I got into a little something that I wasn't really all ready for. <laughs> and I, I, I try to say, no, nah, I could do this, I could do this to find out like, oh, and it, it became too much. And like, and then I also got involved with like a business that I was doing, network marketing during the same time too. I was like, oh, this could be on way out. Cause obviously I'm like, oh, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. Right. And then it kind of overloaded me all at once. And when I realized, like, oh, this is because like, I asked the questions during boot. I mean, during like the prep to going to MEPS and like going to boot camp. And then it kind of hit me with a curveball. And like, I always regret like how I got out after I got out, because now I'll be thinking like, dang. What would have happened if I would have stuck it out a little bit longer? I was like, yeah, that's my first duty station. They always say, don't judge it on your first duty station. But like, I I kept in contact with uh, a couple of shipmates, like Ellis uh, Richardson. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, it ain't got worse after you left. It's like I, ain't. <laughs> I was like, well, it kind of keep me like in the ground. I was like, okay, well, at least I when I left, I got out. I got out in a good time. But then again, I always be thinking, I was like, man. What if? But you know, but I, you know, I'm gonna come back to you and say the what if part was, yeah, you got out a certain way, but what did you do after you got out? Did you uh, did you keep on going on a downward spiral? Uh, did it? Nah. At first, I almost did. Cause you almost, almost. I almost did, but I took a pivot. I swallowed my pride. I went back home. Uh, cause I at first I was trying to stick it out in California with that little network marketing business. And it didn't, it wasn't working out for me with that. And I had to realize like, man, I just gave up my guarantee for a, a glimpse of what if, and I was like, it ain't panning out how I thought it would. So I said, what's next then? I went home, I ended up getting in school. Uh, I, NCY, I actually just graduated uh, this summer, last summer. Right, I got my bachelor's degree. Congrats. It took me a good minute to do it, but I was hey, like, you got it, right? Yes, sir. So a lot of different things happened afterwards, but also I ran and got into some trouble. Uh, had to sit down for like three months, but that's kind of helped me with my 
realized I had to deal with some other stuff mentally health wise and lead me to the path where like now I'm go to counseling every month. I I'm like, actually every week. Uh I graduated. I'm about to uh be in this T V series called Sacred Heart. It's like I look at where I could have been to where I am. So I'm still like, okay, all of it wasn't for a reason. But I did run a lot from a lot of problems instead of facing them head on. Right. So that's why I started thinking like, oh, what if? <laughs> a little bit. Right. Well, I mean, but still, I mean, you you, you, know, you look at your journey. I always say we all have a journey we got to take. You know, we have we all have a path that we have to take. You yeah. know, you have you have your path. And, um, we're going to have ups and downs. You know, I had a huge down even in my military career, you know, on Port Royal. You know, yeah. something happened you know, while I was on Port Royal. You, you were there when that time when it happened. Yeah. You know, for me, that that destroyed my career. You know, my career wise, I was I was stunned. That's why I was NC one, right? Yeah. Um. Still, and after that, there was no going past, no no going past. You know, go for me anymore at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was a path that was unexpected. You know, I came before Royal, on top, you know, top of the world. You know, in the correct council world, I was the. You know, it was like, wow, he, that's the star boy right there. He's going to Hawaii. He's in the Port Royal. He's going, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden that happened. You know, and at that time I could have went one way with it, I could have went the other way, I could have went the way with it, you know what, screw this, you know, the F, you know, yeah. maybe this, this and that, but I didn't do that. Why I didn't do that? Because, and, and they, you know, I looked at it, it's a job, and as I say, it's not the Navy, it's the people in the Navy. Yeah. And it was the people who were there that, you know, whatever, but then I looked at all the other sailors who was under my, I'm going to say, you know, under my jurisdiction, meaning sailors like yourself. And yeah, I could have easily ignored all you guys and just did the bare, bare basic, right? Yeah. But just like you said, you know, there's a lot of things that you've you've come to realize afterwards when you know you did have you did have somebody's ear, somebody yeah. that would talk to you, somebody who didn't pass judgment on you. Oh yeah. Like hey, you know, because and like I said, the service it ain't for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, for the people who are there, whatever, I got it. You know, like I say you know the conversation that you and I had. You know, some things I told you. Hey, if you're gonna go this route, you gotta stick to your guns. You gotta. You know, we had these conversations. Very. Oh, yeah great conversations you know yeah, real great and um but you know i'm gonna say since leaving port royal i've had other people from port royal you know i can't call names who were suicidal that reached out to me yeah. and i was shocked i'm like damn this this cat reaching out to me like i don't talk to you <laughs> you know i mean i saw you in the ship yeah you wrong you know as a correct counsel you came in i gave you great advice you know i did yeah. what I had to do with you, but to say that we were buddies, we were partners, far from it. Yeah. But, you, you know, it happened with more than one person. But then I would always ask the question, you know, after, you know, once I took care of them, made sure that they were in the back, you know, got the help they needed and we'd conversate. I said, hey, so what made you, you know, reach out to me? And the one thing they said, well, you were the one senior person, you know, when they were there that I figured if I can talk to and you wouldn't judge me. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, when you're on the ship, you didn't judge me. You know, you, you just took the issues at hand or whatever it was. We're like, okay, cool. And, and you helped me with, with whatever it was at that time. So now, you know, when I was going through this stuff here, you know, with the wife or with whatever, and I just, you know, you know, yeah, I know the suicide hotlines and all that stuff. But still, I yeah. still wanted to reach out to somebody that I knew. And, you know, I start racking my brain, go through my Facebook profile. So all, you know, I saw, wait up, I remember, you know, NC1 from the ship. Let me oh, see if yeah. I can find him. And every one of them, how yeah. do they find me? They found me on Facebook. One person yeah. found me on LinkedIn. Oh, and, they, yeah. and they just, they contacted me from there, you know? Um, 
Wait. So that's why I said, man, we all have a path we got to take and just, you know, you always got to try to see the, see the positive side of it. Um, I always tell people, I'm not going to say you have to believe in God, but you got to believe in some type of higher being that's out yeah. there, that's there up there for your good. We all came from something. Oh, I don't yeah. care. Something, we had to come from something. I don't care where you want. The Big Bang had to come from something. Yeah. You know, um, so, so again, but there's higher being out there. So you have to have some type of belief. I mean, if you, if you don't believe in anything, you don't believe in anything. But still, I always tell, you know, you see people who are making it, people who are doing it, they have some type of belief and you got to hold on to that and realize, okay, no matter which direction I want to go, yeah. if I follow this path, and we all know the path to, I don't want to use the word righteousness, but just, you know, the path to, to meet your goal is not going to be easy. Oh, yeah. That's going to be easy. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, once you start getting there, once you get over a lot of those hurdles, it only gets easier from there. Oh, yeah. It's getting over all them different hurdles, all that adversity. And like you said, you say you see a counselor. Yeah. I see one. Yeah. I see two, actually. Dang. You Dang. know, but you see, but this is the first time I'm saying this publicly. Yeah. First time. Never told that in the public. I see two. I see an actual psychologist huh. and a therapist. Therapist weekly, psychologist monthly. Huh. Why? Because sometimes you, you just you just need that person who, who doesn't know who you are, doesn't know any family members, don't know your friends, they don't know you from anybody, and like okay, talk. You know, you, you, I mean, like you yeah. said you, you talk to somebody, you, you know what it is. Oh yeah. And you know, it, I know it's helped me out tons. Oh um, yeah. Because yeah, you might have best friends, family, whatever, but at the same time, some some conversations you just that can't trust have. factor, you, you just can't have. Them. Yeah. You, you just can't. So you need somebody who's just another third party that has no, no connections or whatever, and you get a, a better, clearer view of you know whatever's going on. They can give you different ideas and different you know stuff you can try. So, so totally, like you said the mental part, yeah. you know that that's the part where you you gotta we have to embrace that, and that's the part where a lot of I'm especially say us being like especially black men, it's yeah. taboo. <laughs> Oh yeah. Taboo. Oh yeah. You see, you see, you see, oh, you, you, oh, you crazy. What do you mean, man? You've been hanging out on your own, dog. He's like, hold on, man. Listen, mm -mm. you know what? That was an old way of thinking. You know, we, we live in modern times today. Today we're understanding. That's the reason why a lot of us ended up on the other path was because yeah. we didn't get the help we needed, the mental help we needed. Yeah. You know, sometimes just conversation, healthy yeah. conversations. Exactly. And like, I had to realize that I was like, if I would have actually swallowed that pride that I had and did this earlier, I'd be thinking like, dang, where could I have been? I could have been in a lot of other places sooner because like until like 2020, when I had to sit down and like be around all my family, I realized like a lot of my family members, I couldn't have conversations with them that I thought I could. And finding that person that I could like really like third party, like you said, that I could just they ain't gonna judge me for what I got going on and just like, all right, let's let me teach you how to unpack this a little bit so it doesn't bother you as much as it would in the in the beginning. And I'd be thinking about it all the time because when I was on the ship, I really like it was like three people that I could probably talk to. You was one of them. I had uh my my chief, <laughs> Chief Hodges. Hodges. Yes, hey, Chief Hodges was like I told him he was like pops to me because I was like, I had a little flat top still. So I was like, I'm kid, you pops. <laughs> Cause I remember he came and got me when I was cranking because uh, the little chief was 
he kept poking at me, and I think I snapped at him one day because we was cleaning the bulkheads. I'm like, man, we pulling the paint off. So I noticed that it's clean. You could point at me. It's like, bro, you missed a spot. Like, I got to the point where I, I about snapped on him, and I've seen Chief Codgers around the corner came around. The next day, I was done cranking. And then uh, one of my – he's still my best friend, Richardson, Ellis Richardson. Yeah. Man. And, like, I got to see him, I think it was, like, two years ago because he was still doing reserves. He was actually in Mobile, and I lived in Pensacola. And it was just good just, like, knowing, like, from the bad situation that I may have been in while I thought I was in, a lot of good – I met a lot of good people still right. through that. And I still launched on that stuff. And, like, I'm able to implement that other people now, especially, like, when I came back to college. Like – Half the kids are like 20 and stuff. <laughs> I was like 28 by the 30 and about I just turned 30. They're like, hey man, so what you do, what you all of this? I said, I've been in the military, this, that, they say all that in 10 years. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. When I look at it like that, I was like, man, I did a lot in 10 years. And I traveled a lot in 10 years. And I was like, man, the journey that I was on, I couldn't really tell, tell it from while I was on that journey. But now looking back on it, I was like, Everyone was a building block for me, and and I, I'm thankful for it. Especially yeah. like the Port Port Royal. Like at the time, I thought it was the worst ship. Worst. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I never seen like someone when I saw our anchors go from gold to gray, and someone told me what that meant. I said, like, "Oh, that just that just everything I'm thinking already about the ship is just being verified." So I was just like. It was like the ship of scandals. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, at the time, but I'm sure you probably remember when I always, I used to tell all you guys, come yeah. talk to me, whatever. I was supposed to tell you at the end of the day, whatever's that you're doing, you still have to realize you're here. You got to yeah. make the best out of whatever. Come up with your plan and use that system to your benefit also. Yeah. Don't just let it burn you out. So I think that's where a lot of, um, a lot of the sales who, who I was able to you know, interact with I was able to help them in that way. Like, listen, I get, I get all that. Trust me. But yeah. at the same time, you're going to let it burn you off. But what are you going to get from it? Oh, yeah. And that was a part. I said, always tell all you guys, whatever you guys are going to be doing, whatever direction you guys want to go, make sure, you know, it goes in your favor at the same time, too. That you're not just going to just bow through this or whatever. And let them do whatever you got to do and you go your way. No, you're going to go your way. We want to make sure you still take some stuff along with you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's definitely... Yeah, because I, I think I think I <laughs> I think I use that to like the the most of my the best of my ability too. Because especially when I was trying to get out, because I knew I played basketball for the ship, and the the CEO at the time loved the basketball team, and Massachusetts just kept giving me the runaround. Oh. I was like, I was just like, I know he's from Alabama, he an old head, so I mm. already could thought by the way he was thinking. I was like, man. You understand, like, bro, this, I don't want to be in this stuff no more. I want out. I literally had to go around him and then everything. I know there's who going to talk to me about me any type of way. I was like, hey, you ain't giving me, I'm going to told you came back time and time again. I was like, yeah, this ain't it. This ain't it. Yep. And we had a great CEO at the time. So, and it worked out in my favor. I still had an honorable discharge when I got out. Yeah. And then I was like, 
Most people was like, bro, you only did this much time. You got an arm with this hard and everything. I was like, yep. Yeah, man. It's like that connections that you make with certain people, you make it with the right people. Man, it can well, always I mean, work in the with the right people, but at the same time, so you still have to do your part too. Yeah. And that's the part where I'm actually always telling all you guys at the same time, don't just burn, burn the bridges and whatnot. You have to have a plan, you know, stick to your guns and just be like, hey, do what you got to do. And, you know, things will happen. And that's why, you know, you're not the first person that sailor that I've dealt with. Um, male or in there's a couple of females too who's coming you know and I, I know a lot of times after the fact the com- chain of commands the triads will come talk to me because they knew it was me but they can never prove it they knew i was the one that was guiding a lot of you guys then the reason why because they know you guys wouldn't know what to do and how to do things they're like yeah. no they would never know that stuff and the peanut gallery that they hang out with sure hell wouldn't know that stuff Oh yeah, and I know it's not their chief in the room. I know it's not their LPOs. It has to be somebody. They always knew I was probably the most savviest person that knew how to move correctly on yeah, that. <laughs> exactly, you know. So it wasn't it wasn't my first rodeo helping out sales. Um, did I do it for every single sale? No, I didn't do it for every single sale. I just did it for sales who I knew genuinely. Like, oh yeah, this is you need to get as much help you get. I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna tell you, you know how to navigate it. Yeah. And the ones who actually listened, you know. And, Listen to it. And like I said, don't don't go in there with a bad intent. Don't go in there with a bad heart. Just, I mean, like I said, it's not for you. You got to let them know that. And before you know it, and every single way, you're not the first, like I said, honorable, many others all got their honorable discharges, all got, you know, whatever it was for only doing two years. Some of them, one was like less than two years. Yeah. And went to a, went to a, um, an A school that was, it was demanding. Yeah. You know, it was one of the ones where they signed up and it was a five-year plan and she was still able to get out under two. I didn't have to get pregnant. Oh, you know? that's so, good. But, yeah. So, but yeah, but I mean, but ultimately, not. I think the culture though now is changing. I mean, does it still have a lot? Yeah, it still has some work. But compared to what it was, even when you came in to yeah. like now, it's it's changing a lot, a lot. And like I said, social media has a lot to do with it. Information, information is out there now. Information yeah. is out there. You you have a lot of sailors who are like you, who now are recruiters. <laughs> right they've been That's in cool. for those 10 12 years now yeah. they're recruiters they have part i mean some of them there might be some people you knew who you might have known who are oh, recruiters yeah. right now you probably just don't know the recruiters go no, I, I ran into one uh jesse Jess, the girl uh she was a gm she was in yeah. pensacola she was like i was working the malls looking i was like hey what you doing in my city she's like oh i'm a recruiter here now i was like yeah i was like dang it's, yeah, I say it's, it's been that long. <laughs> yeah, so you see, and a lot of times because these are people you work with, they they know the struggle. They knew what it was. So a lot of them now they're changing that narrative because oh. now they're the recruiters. So that's why I said so. It's it's the culture is changing. I mean, but you know, there's always gonna be the ones that get you know. But to say it's like what it was before is it's definitely not what it was before. Okay. So and now it's like recruiting is good, but they're also they're not just taking every any person anymore either. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you know that little flux when they were just taking people in, bringing people in. Oh, not anymore. Now it's like, no, we want to make sure we get you know good people in. Um, and like I said, so, so yeah, it, it's it's changing. It's changing. It's out of the ways to go, but it's changing. So, it's it's like the country uh, along with our country is like we're changing slowly but surely. Kind of we have that regression period, but yep. I'm glad to see the military changing because I just think about the next guy now. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I want like a lot of people are like, hey man, I know you was in the Navy. I know you got out of the Navy. But what but what what is it? What did you like about it? What what did you didn't like about it? 
And like, especially when I was came back to Pensacola working in the mall, I ran into a lot of people in the military now. And like, I tell them straight off, like, hey man, if this is for you and this is what you want to do, man, you got to stay focused. I'm like, look, I got out early. Sometimes I regret it, but I say, hey, go ahead and try to, don't judge on your first duty station. Take it, take it for what it is. I was like, if you need some mental health counseling, go see your mental health counselor. I said, go get guidance. Like they got everything here to help you. I didn't take advantage of it. So I said, I gotta make sure y'all take advantage of it so y'all won't end up how I did. Right. And I was like, like, I was like, I'm not happy how I got out. Um, but I said, like, I'm happy that I kept my sanity before I got out. So I want y'all to be as cautious and you know, ready as prepared as possible to the blossom in whichever avenue they decide to go in. And like, even with the kids, I was like, bro, if y'all not doing nothing around here in this community, I said, man, check it out, man. Cause honestly, it may not be for me. It may be something for you. Like go see the world, man. They like, they got different things. I said, like, you ain't got to join the Navy. You got Air yeah. Force, Army, Marines. I was like, Coast Guard. I was like, yeah. the I said, puddle pirates do some good stuff too. So, <laughs> but I was, it was like, I said, like, all of them gets, paid the same they get to view, view the world it's just you got to take advantage of it i said yeah. it's at your fingertips now so it's just it's cool to see the culture is kind of more open and everything yeah. now it's like i said it's, it's definitely getting that way and i'm gonna say even like you know, for the minority communities oh yeah you know, black communities and hispanic communities and asian communities Again, with that, you know, um, I, I'm gonna say it's, it's it's that social media and stuff. You know, that the word is getting out there more and more and more, and more opportunities are coming. You know, more people are realizing. That's why, like now, a lot of the I was just reading reading a, something about it. Some applications before, where even in the military, they would still put the race thing. Now they're taking that out, mm. and you just submit your application. No race now, just you know your name, whatever. So when it goes to these boards and stuff. They're trying to say they're trying to best say okay they're not going to be swayed by to say okay well this person has a name that sounds yeah. Hispanic but it could really be a black person or it sounds they don't know they're just going to go by their merits now and taking out that race piece oh. and I would say I think since since doing that I know like in the old community I heard um somebody I know who just he just picked up and he was saying that yeah he was like yeah Joe he goes they they didn't know he said yeah he knew somebody who was on the board and the person like a lot of people on the board. Is, you know, as they're going through the pattern, hey, you know who this person is, and hey, who's this, and hey, do you know this person? And you know, of course, in the board, like they're not supposed to. If you even if you know the person, you're supposed to say no, I don't know, because they're trying to get away with that whole race thing. So that way, yeah. and I and I would say since they've been doing that, or they're trying to do that, you're starting to see more and more. You see the results coming out. Yeah, it was also a lot more diversified now. Oh yeah, a lot I'm... more diversified compared to in the past where we all knew ninety nine percent, you know, one race and one percent everything else. Yeah, and yeah, and that was the truth because I remember seeing that so many times. I was like, because I I could have picked up third class petty officer. I'm not gonna lie, NC one. It was part of my plan to fail that test on purpose. <laughs> I, I I came up with a plan, but like a lot of because I remember uh, my friend uh, Hoyt had yeah. a lot of problems because the division he was in was was like basically so broad and even though he may did a great job this whole time the ep was going to somebody else that really wasn't 
mm-hmm. doing half the work he was doing. And I seen the stress and the struggle on his face. He's like, man, I'm trying to, I'm being here this long, this, that, and third. Oh, and, yeah, he was doing the most. And everything. That was like, when you see somebody like that, that working and busting their tail more than the other person that getting the EP and then they're getting the advanced recognition, like, recognition also. And I was, I, I knew the thing, I was like, Mm-mm, this game is one that's going to, it's going to break you and make you. And I couldn't let it break me. So I had heard him yeah. get out there before, before yeah. I did something that I would have probably regretted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and you know, and, you know, now you're bringing up that part. And a lot of times that regret part for a lot of sales who was in your situation, mm-hmm. what did that regret part end up being? Mm-hmm. Suicide. My, yeah. A lot, a lot of sailors, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of sailors, when they realized they had no avenues or they felt like they had no avenues, chain of command or yes, I'm no one in the chain of command they can come talk to. And I mean, yeah, I was a Navy correct counselor, but you know, a lot of sailors, they just, they hear the word counselor. And I mean, I know I, I, know I always tell everybody, I'm not no, no mental health counselor, but I can give you guys some pretty good advice and give you good resource to mm-hmm. go to. And there were sailors, you know, who didn't, didn't have somebody like that. Yeah. And that and that was something that, you know, I know, I know the counselors came up under me, you know, who converted to NC, I would always tell them, listen, we're not counselors, but sales will come to you for every damn thing just because you have that counselor in your name. Yeah. And I said, yes, you're not a mental health professional, but learn what the resources are in your area, wherever you're at, so that when you do have sales come to you and you realize, okay, yeah, this sale needs some help, whatever, outside help from command, hey, go fleet and family, hey, go to this resource, hey. You can even go to VA resources that yeah. people didn't know about. Even as active duty, you can still go to VA resources too. You know, if you really, because VA resources won't even, they won't even come back to your command at all, zero. Yeah. Fleet and family will still send a report back to, you know, the higher ups saying, hey, such and such came for whatever help. Um, but if you went to like the VA, they wouldn't contact at all, zero contact. Um, so that's why I was telling them, you know, have these resources for these centers, give them avenues. But when the sales don't have avenues, that's where a lot of them would end up committing, you know, committing suicide. And oh, we yeah. always find that out after the fact when you see they left a note or they were talking to a family member or a friend from back home. Yeah. And the friend said, yeah, I was just talking to him last night or a couple hours ago. And he was telling me that you know, he can't talk to nobody. Everybody's against. He's trying this, he's trying that. And he feels like he has nowhere to go. And I told him, you know, just don't want to keep your head up. And next thing you know, all of a sudden, the next day I find out, you know, he committed suicide. Oh yeah, you know. So, so that's something else. It's a, it's a very real problem too, with yeah. that. And that's the part I know. I always try to tell people. I'm in these Facebook groups. And I see that I just saw another sailor on my post where he posted it. I didn't even know the guy committed suicide. And I actually just me on my own. I saw something. I saw one of his shipmates who posted. I found a kid's profile. I sent the kid a pro a message on his profile. I don't know the kid, but I know he's in the military. I sent him a like, hey, if he was at your command or whatever, you know, and just for what I just told you, I just wrote a little short look to, hey, let your prayer counsel know, know the resources and have open conversations yeah. with the sailors when you're doing their check-ins and stuff like that. So, so that's oh, another real problem in the military too. Yeah. A lot of it is just because the resources. A lot of sailors, they don't trust their chain of command. So when you don't trust your chain of command, and then you can't, you cannot do this, meaning you can't go outside the chain of command. What do they think? 
So yeah. that and then knowing their rights, knowing that they can go off the chain of command, especially yeah. when it's mental problems, you got to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, because, yeah. I just thank God that I was able to keep my sanity because I did feel like that person that had, like, I could talk to my chief, but half the time had so many people around him. So I was like, man, I didn't feel comfortable talking around him at the time unless he pulled me to the side and we were somewhere separate or like, that's why I used to always sneak up and go up to the where the quartermasters was, where Ellis was, and I was like, man, I tr- I try to stay away from much stuff as possible. Even when I ran into you in the P way and everything too, it was just like I was that could have been me, right? If I would have, that's why I'm like I always think about that what if, like, but like you said, that what if could have ended too. Yeah, a yeah. lot, a lot more so times for sales that feel trapped they feel like you know the same for them and they're trying and it's as they say not like they're not talking they're telling people and they're constantly not like it's a one-time thing or that for that one week and then all of a sudden that it just goes away yeah. these are sales that week after week of like literally letting people know that hey this is not for me i mean they're doing their jobs yeah. but they're letting them also this is not for me you know you look at their attitudes you look at you know their demeanors and you just realize that you know what maybe we should take this person seriously oh yeah but, you know, a lot of times commands are so worried about demanding and stuff that they don't take it seriously. So that's something else that I see a lot of um, leadership now is starting to take more active roles in and they're paying more attention to stuff like that. And they listen, because when a sailor does do that, now you now you ain't got the manning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, man, that's, so. and that's good. That's the best thing. I, that's why I like to hear, like, them being more aware and they being more acknowledging of that, because that's going to really what determine the culture yeah. of the military going forward. And there is a shift coming. There is a shift. It's happening. I'm saying coming. It's happening. It is happening. Yeah. So it's not as fast as we want it to happen, but it's happening. Oh, yes, sir. Man. Yo, NC1, man. Thank you for coming on this episode from Boys and Men. But is there anything you want to leave uh, these people with? Like, guys are thinking about going to the military or people in the military advice that you want to give them oh god i don't want to make, i don't want to sound corny you know that who ask questions if you have questions but coming in whatever you know ask those questions use your resource don't be afraid why because when you sign those dotted lines and you're signing a commitment so ask those questions you got to just ask 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 those questions uh, for the people who are in you know if you have any problems or whatever your mental problems remember you have resources now, fleet and family support centers if you ever go to a fleet and flames with your chain of pan, they might try to scare you, might try to tell you whatever, but you can go. It is your rights. Know your rights when it comes to that. Your mental health is very, very important. You have family, you have friends, you have a lot of people out there who will support you, but you got to open your mouth. You got to ask. Yes, sir. So. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Man, everyone, thank you again, man. I know no we're going to chop it up and keep connected and everything. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, sir. But y'all, like I say always before I leave on this episode, y'all dream big dream because small dream have a little magic. And how big would you dream if you know you're going to fail? And remember this, y'all do y'all best and let God take care of the rest. Man, sure. Y'all, thank y'all for tuning in for this episode. Thank you again, NC1, Joseph. Man. No problem. No problem. Man. Always a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure seeing where you are today, too. Yes, sir. Love it. Love it. Hey, I came a long way from... <laughs> Boy, look, if only they knew. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
Like I said, like if only they knew. <laughs> Thank you again, NC1. Right, man. We're gonna stop Good this stuff. recording. Yes, sir. I know that I'm different, self-motivated, self-disciplined. Yeah, I learned from my experience. I just want someone to take me serious. Real questions that I ask: How long will this solo trip last? I'm content with being alone in the past, but it's changing and it's something I can't grasp. Turn off my phone, I'm in my zone, so now I'm acting different. I'm to myself, I'm in my head, mapping out this life I'm living. Shadow work on myself, I done already seen hell, can't fit in, so I rebel, but I don't miss a beat.